All right. Let's see. I'm going to do some Foley here. You ready for this? Yeah. This is going to destroy my mic if I get it wrong. Welcome to Tuned In Dialed Up. Your favorite it's horror podcast. <laughs> oh, God. There's a lot of mad smoke. All right. Welcome to Tuned In Dialed Up, a podcast about podcasting. I'm one of the hosts, Gavin. <laughs> I'm one of the hosts, host Will. I don't think we need to do the intro. There's a nice, nice smoky interior here. <laughs> Wait, what yeah, are you smoking? Where did we get to? Oh, I just lit a match. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little spoopy. Uh, God, ghost I was like, damn, good for you, Gavin. <laughs> Kick back. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert: putting smoke in yourself, not good. Not, not good. good. Turns, turns out. out, actually. <laughs> in retrospect, not good. Uh, <laughs> how far did we get before we fucked it? Um, so I guess we should explain for listeners. Um, Gavin's audio, Gavin's so Gavin's audio is fine, but Gavin's internet f- fucking died. There um, may not be my audio. N- no, I think your audio is fine. It was like um, still needs to finalize. Last time I looked. Oh Let's no, really? Little... Yeah, I mean we only got like ten minutes in. That's true. I guess we should start from the beginning then. So we, <laughs> so we normally start these uh, podcast endeavors of ours that is called Tuned In Dialed Up by talking about a wonderful thing that happened in the past couple of weeks since yeah. we last uploaded. Uh, our shining moments, if you will. Will, what's yours? So mine is uh, really exciting and I'm very, very proud of it. I wrote an article for Polygon. Fuck yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So I wrote an article of 15 great tabletop uh, podcasts, both actual play and resources, um, and it was published on Polygon. So Polygon, for those who don't know, is a it's an entertainment website with a, a focus on gaming. Um, mm-hmm. A few of the McElroys worked at and, and helped found Polygon, um, and I've been a fan of it for a really long time, and... At, at the end of podcast movement over back in August, um, Matt Patches, who works at Polygon, he's one of the editors there. He had an open call for pitches and um, our, our friend, our friend Claudia Aminabar, she she sent it to me and she was like, you gotta. And I was like, because I, Claudia is amazing. Because Claudia is, is absolutely amazing. By the way, Claudia is now the social media manager at io9, which is incredible. And about damn time because if anybody knows social media it is claudia um yo claudia is fucking killing it at uh new york city comic con right, right now with the io9 yeah account, with the instagram the guys go follow io9's instagram it's so also good Twitter. also yeah just all of it because um, i'm an old man and i don't use instagram oh but the much. insta is so good she's been taking pictures all over the place and it's fantastic yeah bobby um, moynihan and donald Faison just showed up out of fucking nowhere <laughs> Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's New York, so they didn't yeah. show up. I don't know, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. So uh, she sent me the call for pitches and was like, you have to do this. And I was like, no, I'm scared. And she was like, no, you <laughs> have to do this. And I was like, OK. And so I did. And uh, I sent them a list of pitches and then I wrote an article for them. And then it was published on Polygon. <laughs> Um, and this is really exciting for me. I, I have written for other publications before, but Polygon is hands down um, the largest. And it's also 
the first publication I have written for that is not specifically a podcast publication, which I think is yes. important to note here. Um, and I think it's just very exciting. I'm, I'm very, very, very proud. Um, it's all over my Twitter and what have you. I and will link it, I'm sure. And I not to politicize your awesome <laughs> achievement here, Will, but I do just want to briefly say I wrote a thing back when that New York Times uh, piece about uh, Welcome to New America went up yeah. that kind of trashed audio drama. And I, I wrote a thing called okay, Dear whoa, Editors, whoa, Please whoa, Stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. I just wanted to say... Oh, sorry. Getting... I thought sorry. I thought that you called Adventures in New America a trash audio drama. You're saying no, that the article trashed... trashed... It, the first okay. two paragraphs <sighs> have a dig. Like, podcasts haven't me. really... It just it was very badly phrased because yeah. oh, yeah, the was. author back point being editors hire people to cover podcast stuff that aren't necessarily podcast centric people. Yeah, this this polygon thing of getting Will to do a tabletop RPG list is exactly what I'm talking about because there was it's not it's not like like it's really cool but there wasn't a huge fucking deal made of it yeah yeah which <laughs> is, is really business nice. as usual and that's great you know exactly. what i'm saying exactly um if you read it by the way and you feel like i left a podcast um off of the list um just go ahead and at me on twitter um you can at me at at real donald trump um and i'll see it that's how i'll see it best I mean, you you have more chance of seeing it than the actual owner of that account. God, it's true. <laughs> Gavin, <laughs> what's your shining moment? Oh, fuck, I don't have a pun yet. Too, this is a live <laughs> tuned in dialed up where I come up with a pun while we're sitting here. So <laughs> I'm, I'm scrolling up to where the questions are in our chat on Discord. Oh, same. I have them. I have them loaded up. God. It's okay. This is actually a live uh, thanks to internet problems, this is actually a live uh, shining moment. Tonight, Sunday, before this goes up, mm -hmm. is the end of my first casting call of an oh, audio fiction. congratulations, Gavin. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. <sighs> I could have done it better. I uh, originally put it up saying the whole month of October. <laughs> is that too long? Uh, well, I thought, oh, no one's going to no one's gonna want to do it. I, I, right. I can't. I can't. It for context i'm trying to make a sci-fi sitcom and i'm gonna produce an unpaid pilot mini-sode basically use mm -hmm. that to leverage a crowdfunding campaign try to, so i can try to pay my actors like what they deserve mm -hmm. but i was like no one's gonna fucking audition for this and then i put it up and like two days later 10 auditions already and i'm like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> i should probably i i have eight roles to fill i think i got almost 40 auditions wow that it's it's mind-boggling the i and just real quick anyone who tagged a friend liked it mentioned the casting call on discord uh retweeted it anything just your support is so appreciated it's mind-boggling how <laughs> fast this came together i've gotten three auditions tonight when i was driving home from work wow because like, tonight is the last night right yeah tonight is the last night i moved that goal post you but there slackers have been some, my yeah <laughs> <laughs> turns out people only have time to do shit on the weekend sometimes which escapes me because i work every weekend yeah that was really cool just it was an exciting thing to do and now i have to actually go through with making the damn thing yep 
I believe right. in you. It's going to be great. I'm proud of you. I'm excited. I just hope to get to a point as a creator of podcasts where I can do like the fucking make it rain thing, but it's just like a stack of of like final drafts of scripts. Just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> These are done already early. Yeah, that's every writer's wet dream. So yeah, Seriously. Speaking. Okay. I can't segue out of that. Um, hard stop, <laughs> comma, new comma new sentence hard stop yeah. new paragraph right uh, so today we're gonna do that yeah well there's a period there full yeah. stop for you mm-hmm. english people today mm-hmm. we're gonna answer some audience questions will why don't you choose the first one yeah so um our first one comes from uh beth crane of we fix space junk Woo! um which by the way if you don't if you don't listen to we fix space junk it is absolutely incredible it is a great uh comedy but also drama drama audio drama audio fiction um it's very 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 good so beth asks us i had kind of just like an open call for like hey what are questions you want to ask me and gavin on my discord server and she posted i kind of want to know the worst pitches you've had but that's morbid curiosity rather than a good topic (laughs) (laughs) but i also think it's a good topic so i don't want to name names at all no. But I, I want to go into the anatomy of a bad pitch. Yeah, we so, need to. Yeah, I think it's so. I think it's especially important uh, given some recent conversations I've had on Twitter, um, <laughs> where apparently I need to explain every single part of pitching to me, even though I I do explain that it's on my website. It's if only there really were guidelines clearly. for this you know, that really were clearly are. posted. Mm-hmm. And that anyone uh-huh. who can read English uh, could understand them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like even my dumbass understood them because I submitted my podcast the first time I found you. Yeah, that's how uh, we met. That was how we met. <laughs> it's because Gavin had a fucking good pitch. How about that? It was that? great. How about that shit? It's almost like if you follow the rules, good shit happens. So yeah. uh, Surprise, surprise. So uh, Follow... Follow the rules of people whose rules need to be followed. Uh, break the rules when they need to be broken, because fuck the system. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's, my, that's, my anarch, that's my anarchist message there. So, Will, I have a press release that I have written with no specific person in mind. It's okay to just, like, paste that into a, say, suggest a podcast section of, say, a website that says thepodreport.com. <laughs> yeah. Right? So and me- I should also paste that to you. And to Audio Drama Rama and See, Alina Fernandez I think, Collins. I think you and I have different philosophies on this one. In my mind, a press release is entirely different from a review request. Yes. Um, no, that's what I think that. too. Yeah, we should go into that a little bit. So for me, I have a very specific review request window from the 14th to the 21st of every month. I have open requests and they have very specific guidelines. And that is a direct like, hey, I would like you to I would like you to review my show. So what I'll do is I'll listen to all of them that come in. I do listen to all of them as long as you submit correctly, by the way. Um, I listen to them, and then if it's good, I will tell you, like, yeah, I'll write a review. It'll be for this website or this publication. It'll be due. I'll, like, I have a deadline of this date. Um, sometimes I've gotten in the habit of, and this is something that I should have been doing for a long time, if, if a show is good, but I'm not, like, really wild about it, I'll say, hey, 
I really like your show. I don't think that I would be able to like really adequately fill up a whole review. I'll put it in my newsletter. I'll talk it up on this weekend podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll say like, hey, wasn't for me. I offer consultations, but no pressure. A press release is totally different in my eyes. A press release is, yeah. hey, here's some news. We're doing this thing. No obligations whatsoever. Just put it on your radar. So for me, a press release that is written to nobody in specific and is just copy and pasted, I don't actually have a problem with that. I guess I guess the other thing is there's only really one way to contact me, so they all kind of get mm. muddled together. Because I will say, I am nowhere near as organized as Will. Uh, the <laughs> fact that there hasn't been an upload since the New York Times incident mm-hmm. should indicate that I'm not writing as much as i want to or should be doing if i want to call this like my job or whatever will has all these structures in place because you actually do weekly content and you have like a significant amount of stuff to listen to i have a significant amount of stuff to listen to because i'm a dumbass (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i will also say i think that we should point out something that is very important to me here yeah i have specific guidelines Um, not just because I'm organized, not just because I have kind of made a name for myself, but because it is assumed that I will do work for others because I am a woman. Like, I don't want to even beat around the bush there. I don't even want to say like, oh, I think this might be the case. It's the fucking case. Uh, People expect a lot more of me because I am a woman who talks up other shows. I am expected to talk up every show and be extremely friendly all the time and be warm and welcoming to everybody. Because obviously you have nothing better to do. Right. And also, like, that's not my job my job is to talk up shows that i really really believe in my job isn't to just say nice shit about everybody anyway let's get yeah. on to some yeah, shitty yeah. pitches gavin what so, um can you describe the shittiest pitch you've gotten so i can't think of a specific one i guess it's kind of a good thing because now i don't run the risk of uh hurting anyone yeah. so the way mine works is it's basically you plug in your podcast and it shoots me an email and either I look at it and go, oh, fuck, that's great. And I subscribe to it and then never get around to listening because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> or I think that sounds boring. And then it sits in my email forever and never gets listening because I'm a piece of shit. And I forget to email people back about stuff. So if you never hear anything from me, that's both a good thing and a bad thing. So I'm I'm just not great. <laughs> so anyway, bad pitch <laughs> um, is when you just say here's a link to my podcast it's great i want to know what the show's about it'd be great to know Mm -hmm. you know i don't say this on my website but i felt this was implied tell me what the fucking show is uh yeah like other we listen to a lot like the fact that it's a podcast isn't a sell come on yeah Yeah, because i don't owe you shit any the word podcast means so little we have to do mm-hmm. we have to come up with other terms like earlier in podcast problems discord today there was talk about shows that have a laser focus on one topic mm-hmm. what was the term single topic we, single topic podcast like we came yeah. up with that because there's such a glut of shows in that area yeah. that and to we, be able to we talk about specify- them, you need the detail a single topic podcast would be something like Those Happy Places, which is where the um, context of the conversation came about. Those Happy Places is specifically about uh, theme parks, a focus on the Disney parks. So mm-hmm. it only talks about one thing. And it puts them through the podcast. perspective of a literary criticism. Yeah. Like it's that's so all good. they do. 
It's so it's, it's good. Re- I think we I think I've recommended it on the show. You have. That's why I started okay. listening to it. Hey. Hey. Also, <laughs> I'm in one of them. <laughs> I might be soon. But <laughs> uh, oh, we'll we'll talk about uh we'll talk about being in things a little bit later too. Yeah. So, uh worst pitches have been pasted um press releases that just have like hey try this out at titan at the top like that's the Mm -hmm. only customization that's going on here to say the opposite to show what i mean by bad and good the best pitch i've ever gotten was actually for a show i'd been recommended like two days before by the creator of the show someone Mm -hmm. who had not a fucking clue who the creator is or interacts with them in any way just went hey gavin i've been reading your stuff and it sounds like you might like this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, that's it, it at least implies they put some thought into it. It implies that they think that you specifically would like it. Based that's on the so... content I put out. Yeah. Right. That's so small, but it's so important. Very. Also, Can I tell you about of one of... My... Oh, I was just going to say, uh, the worst part is a lot of the podcasts that I try out new are either in trending lists or... Uh, ellie said she liked it (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i mean like it's ellie like we're gonna trust her opinion come on now i mean hostile worlds damn yeah yeah (laughs) can i tell you about one of the worst pitches i've ever gotten please do because i I, it's gotta be bad (laughs) oh it's bad i'm pretty sure that i told you about it the whole time it was happening because i was so frustrated so I got a review request, and I know that it was a review request and not a press release because the subject line had review request in it. Like, it was it was like review request colon the show. Not naming yeah. names here. I don't have an interest in that. It was well outside of my review request window. When that happens, I have a template email that I send to oh. everybody. Oh. Yeah, you remember this one now? It just clicked. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I know where the story's going. Oh. <laughs> So I have a template email that I send to everybody and it says, hey, just so you know, here's my review policies. My window is from here to here. Please submit during this time period. Here's what you need. Um, Other things that my review requests need, because it takes a lot of time for me to format everything, when you send a review request to me, I one of my requirements is that you send me like graphics to use, like for header images for if I write a review. I don't want to have to go hunting down for all of your press images. You should have, like, you should have at the very, very least your iTunes cover art. Mm-hmm. Like, you, 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 you got you, you got to have that. You I shouldn't have it, to go so look for that. So you should just throw it up, right? And it's like not hard to attach. So it didn't have that. It didn't have uh, pretty much anything that I require in my review requests. Granted. They've gotten a little bit tighter recently, but I had updated my policies well before they had submitted. So I sent back that stock message um, and I was like, could you you know, do this thing? So then during the review request window. Wait, hold on. While you yes, hold on, okay. I just want to say, uh, I know this doesn't mean much because it's coming from your co-host and someone who <laughs> talks to you daily, uh, but I do want to say, I, like I said, I followed your review guidelines back when we first met, and I've yeah. just looked at them again recently. You say you've updated them to be stricter, and you have, but it's not 
anywhere near difficult to follow. <laughs> no, it's really not. It's really, really not. And if anything, I've updated them. Like, yes, they're a little bit stricter, but mostly they're just clearer now. Yeah. So so I got that and I sent back the, like, basically, like, hey, I'm not responding to this. Do, do it right. So then... <laughs> And my email, my template email has the link to my review policies. So then I get I get um, another email in the review request window that's a separate email. I don't even remember that this is the same person because I I get a lot of emails, guys. Like <laughs> I get I get tons of press releases and pitches. Pretty much constantly. If, if it's not in the same email chain, I'm not going to think that you're the same person because I'm not going to remember. So unless you're like, unless we have a report and I actually know you. um, So we get a separate email and it's lacking like everything. And it's at the very tail end of my review window. And I was like, oh, I can't like here are my policies, stranger. Um, I need all of these things. And after the review window, because it took this person a while to get back to me, they were like, well, it did have all of those things. And I was like, but it, it doesn't. I'm looking at the email. And they were like, well, no, but it did because I mean, I emailed you a while ago. And I was like, that, but that wasn't in my <laughs> review window. And they were like, OK, I don't even care at this point, but I just want to point out to you these technicalities. And I was like, <sighs> oh, OK, I mean, but again, you did it wrong. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. And like, OK, got it. Thanks so much for your help. And I was like, what? What the fuck? What what a what great fuck? way. What a great way. Because fucking let's be real here. Reviewers, we review stuff. It's a it's a subjective thing. And the best way to ensure a great covered review of your show on a site <laughs> that has a lot of traffic is to be a pedantic dick to the right? person who's going to review your thing. Hey, guess what? If the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane runs up and kicks you in the fucking balls, you're not going <laughs> to give it a good review. Also, that's right. how I would describe the ending to 10 Cloverfield Lane, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I will say, so two other things that added to this. One. Yes. Of course. Of course this person was a dude. Of course he was a dude. Of course he was. Second. Of course the podcast was funny people talking about how funny they are. Of course it was. <laughs> like, and that's one of the things that I list on my review policies. I don't want this. I do not want this thing. I don't want it. And yet. So on the and flip yet. side, I think that the best uh, pitch I've ever gotten was actually from Palimpsest. Um. So Palimpsest sent me, and this was before I even required images in my mm -hmm. review requests. They sent me all of their images. They sent me a detailed synopsis of of what the show was like. Granted, uh, I, I was really biased because they were like, we're like Shirley Jackson. And I was like, my heart's like Shirley Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it was so clear that they knew what I was about. There was this very specific... Um, aim towards who I was, oh, and son of a bitch. <laughs> keep going. I forgot to turn the AC off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's just very clear that like they knew who I was. They talked. They spoke to me specifically. They were like, "Hey, we've seen you here and here. Here's what we know about you," which just shows that they've like at least done their research. And then on top of that, 
at one point I think I emailed them back and I was like, oh, I love Shirley Jackson. This is going to be right up my alley. And <clears throat> instead of just leaving it at that and not responding, we had a whole conversation and the creator Aww. was like, oh, I, I literally have a PhD in this and I love Shirley Jackson. Let's talk about this. And I was like, oh, I took classes in this. I took a capstone on this. I love this too. And <laughs> My review did not come from the fact that we had a really great interaction. Um, I, as much as I hate this, um, I have had some very close friends in podcasting who have re requested reviews and I've turned them down. Yeah. Several. Um, and, and I hate it every time, but I do it um, because I, I think that that integrity is really important. So yep. my review didn't come from that. But the fact that like, that's the kind of thing that gets them in my head where I can look at it and say, you know, even if say that Palimpsest weren't for me, but I listened and they were kind of there in my mind. If somebody else were the kind of audience where they would really love something like Palimpsest, even if I didn't like it, which again, I do, um, even if I didn't like it, they would still be present in my mind. And I've done this with a few other podcasts where I don't necessarily like them, but they stuck out to me. And then I will recommend those to people who might just appreciate them more, you yep. know? Yeah. That actually so reminds would say, me. Yeah. Um, just to touch on one other, like, really positive experience, just to kind of cement that. Uh, similar to your experience with Palimpsest, I think one of the better pitches I've ever gotten, uh, and I the, the, the evidence is, I reviewed the fucking thing, <laughs> is... <laughs> Uh, Sean Howard sent me a pitch for The End of Time and Other Bothers. Ah, yeah, yeah. And that came with a press kit that was complete. And it also had, in addition to the show's artwork, they had taken the individual art assets from the show's artwork and put, because it had, it's like a cast photo, they put those characters in different settings, making different images that perfectly break up articles and reviews about the show exactly not only did i have the ability to write the show have actor names have who's doing what what they're doing um i had early access to the show although that's not a fucking that's not a guarantee that you're gonna get reviewed it is and nice though it is really nice it gives more time more build mm -hmm. up um uh and oh and and a time's none of the bothers I uh, I just had a, the ability to make my review kind of more visually interesting because unfortunately, a reality of writing stuff long form these days is you need graphics and shit to break up a big exactly. block of text. No one yep. wants to read that. We want them to, <laughs> but they right. don't want and like, to. I guess I should say as well, um, I my preference is having at least one header style image where it's um, you know greater width than height. A, yep. a nice big resolution and i also like having a high resolution version of your itunes art that is the dream and then also like if you have more than that that's also the dream um but then if you if you can't do that if you don't have a graphic design person on your team i don't blame you that's hard and it's expensive but at least at least always include your cover art on itunes always should we move on to our next question? I uh, Yeah. And actually, the next one down in the way you've got them posted looks perfect. Perfect. Go for it. Uh, Amber Rose submits. Uh, and that's, uh, I should say, it's Amber Bolinsky. 
Yes. Uh, yes. I'm just, sorry, I'm going off Twitter names here. You're what good. <laughs> po- what podcast do y'all think would be best to adapt to TV or film? Steal mine, don't steal mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, mine is kind of a cheat. Oh, because it is? No, I don't think so. Or, oh, okay, I thought you were about to say something that has been optioned. So, kind of, but it's not the Bright Sessions. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, yeah. If you're using the Bright Sessions, you're absolutely oh, cheating. Oh, I wasn't using the Bright Sessions, I, I just know they've been optioned. No, so... Hey, it's early morning editing Gavin here, and I don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. <laughs> Fucking kill me. Uh, so, the irony of us recording this is literally the day after... Will says she thinks she's cheating because the thing she's talking about has been optioned for a pilot. Um, the thing she's about to talk about was confirmed. So, yeah, there is going to be a, a show of this. I won't say a TV show because it's on Facebook Watch and that's where video series go to die, but still pretty cool. Mine would actually be Limetown. Okay. It's kind of a cheat because they have pitched a pilot. I don't think it's been optioned. Okay. I would love <laughs> to see Limetown. I would We need, we need love fictional it. true crime. Yeah. Like, okay, it'll, so. It'll scratch that itch so well and it won't be icky like cereal. Yeah. Yeah. So a while back, there was a TV show called Wayward Pines. Um, and it's based on a book and. My dad got me to watch a few episodes, and all I could think the whole time was like, wow, this is Limetown, but it fucking sucks. Like, this is Limetown, but it's so (laughs) shitty. I hate this, and I just want Limetown so bad. I just feel like it would- Oh, good lord, the show art looks like crap. It sucks! It's so bad, Gavin. (laughs) It's so bad. It's trying so hard to be like- a very Hollywood version of Twin Peaks, but also like the Stepford Wives. It's just fucking Limetown, but bad. That's all it yeah, is. The, the set and, photos look like they're out of Eureka, and that's not a good thing for me. Oh, yeah. It's awful. And I just wanted Limetown the whole time. I also think, in that same vein of Two Up Productions, I also think that 36 Questions would have been killer visual. Mm. What about you, Gavin? Mine would not be cheap. But I think it would be one. I think it would be one of those shows that like Amazon or Netflix picks up, throws a bunch of money at, tells fucking nobody about, and then it comes out and everyone's like, "What the hell? This is amazing!" Uh, <laughs> cough, cough, Hilda. Uh, oh, cough, yeah. cough, fucking American Vandal. They lucked out uh, on that yes. one being popular. So uh, I think a really good. It might not be even that expensive to do. I think the Amelia Project would adapt so easily because it's just one like from a film perspective or a tv perspective i guess it were for tv better uh it is basically the scene where someone tells someone else how the heist is gonna go intercut with footage of the heist except with the way jokes work on the amelia project you have this wonderful play of unreliable narrator because the interviewer does talk about we'll do this and we'll have have joey do this and then the person's like nah i don't want to do that and then you'd have this you would be able to comically play with kind of in the same way drunk history as as unfunny as unfunny as drunk history can be drunk history does play (laughs) with the narrator changing their mind or correcting a mistake yeah 
kiss kiss bang bang that's another good example where that's happening yeah, yeah, yeah. i just i think there's some fun to be had with that also just the fucking pacing of the show and the fact that yeah. oh, really you need one set you need that interviewer room to do season one the rest of it is locations or green screen and you could pull it off yeah that's that's a good pull that's a really good pull i'm trying to think of anything else the, my problem is that like i just love audio being audio so yeah much. no that's that's the problem is like i would love a show like red rhino i would love a show yeah like marsfall i don't need the i don't eh want adaptation. a show like marsfall honestly like i think that what makes Mar marsfall so important is that it sounds cinematic but i think that the isn't. lack of visuals makes marsfall better oh no it does um and it, it totally would be marsfall would be one of those shows that gets adapted into a TV show. And then everyone's like, Oh my God, this new thing on Amazon, this new horror show on Amazon prime that's based on real life stories is amazing. Yeah. And you're like, ah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Cause you know either you're I that asshole would... that's like, the original is better. Or you're just that <laughs> asshole. It's like the podcast is based off his crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what else I think would make for a really great TV show or some, mm -hmm. something fall of the house of sunshine. Yep. That would be. I want to see it. <laughs> that'd be expensive. Yeah, no, that's the thing, though, right? Like you. So expensive. That's more of a dare. <laughs> that's more of a. I dare you to make this a show. Yeah, seriously. But like, so here's I one you can't it, make into a TV show. I argue. This isn't the question, but I want to have some fun with it. Greater Boston. Uh -huh. Oh, absolutely. No, there's no um, way. Because then you would have to have physical ghost uh, Leon. Oh, and uh -uh. then it gets cheesy. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, like you can't physically represent him. Oh my God. Yeah. If we're going to oh, talk fuck. about things that you can't put in video, let's let's elephant in the room. What's the frequency? You couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the elephant in the room. The McElroy brothers will be in Trolls too. <laughs> oh, Munch in Minnesota. I don't know, they did my bim bam. Munch in Minnesota would be a fantastic like oh, 80s yeah. Stranger Things styled horror movie. Not horror movie. Remember that 80s kid not horror movie but with horror monsters in it, Monster Squad? Oh. It was yes. about this kid who lives in like any town USA and like Dracula and the Wolfman yes. and the Mummy <laughs> and Frankenstein's monster all descend on the town because the kid has a MacGuffin or whatever. Yeah. That movie's not scary, but it's fun no. in that like yes. Abbott and Costello universal horror movie way. So yeah, I think Magic Minnesota would be fun with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we move on to the next one? Sure. We've just got like a bunch. I want to make sure we don't forget bunch. anybody. So the next question comes from Aaron Keon, who is one of the creators of Love and Luck, which is another fantastic podcast that I know we've talked about on the podcast before, but it's very, very lovely. It is a uh, magical, almost soap opera-y, but mostly like just sweet romance. It's really, really, really good. Um, just started it today. Really like it. Oh, I'm glad you like it. About time, Gavin, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so this is a very, very sweet question that when I read it, my heart had su such a, f a feeling in it. Um, Aaron asks, my first question is, 
what can we do as producers to better support critics such as yourselves? Which is so sweet. Is very sweet. That's so And nice. here's my answer. Yeah. It's going to sound judgy because this is judgy, but it's judgy of internet culture. Um, negative stuff gets more traction. Always has, always yes. will. Maybe. And that there's no such thing as bad press comes from the fact that, uh, case in point, the YouTuber uh, Jim Sterling, who also has a fantastic podcast I can recommend it before, uh, Jim Sterling, whenever he does his weekly monday like gaming talk show about a topic whenever he does a negative topic he gets good views but lots of comments in the oh, gym you never see anything positive and then when he does a positive one nothing because no one no one likes being twee online it seems like it like you and ellie <laughs> yeah i love being twee online that's my mo you, ellie david <laughs> like yeah there's not a lot. I think David There's... might actually be the most twee out of all of yeah. us. <laughs> and I love that about him. So, like, the best thing you can do as producers, as fans, as internet users, is when you see a positive thing, share it. Like, yep. like it, retweet it. Even if you don't really give a shit, just think about the fact that if you saw a snarky joke of that caliber of the same tweet, you would just like it and move on and who cares right uh, metrics count unfortunately yeah they do so yeah, like I, any engagement you can provide that isn't like if you see a tweet you don't like leave it alone who gives a mm -hmm. shit if i tell mm -hmm. gimlet to go fuck themselves and you're alex bloomberg cool bye like <laughs> you don't right. have to retweet me <laughs> right yeah i will say like i i kind of hate talking about this it makes me really really uncomfortable yeah um because i feel like it sounds like i just want attention and if anybody if you feel like I want attention, um, have like a 20 minute conversation with me. Um, <laughs> you will find out that the opposite is true. And every time somebody talks about how something I'm doing is is going well, I w want to puke to death. Um, Tuned in dialed up came out in March. I pitched what became Tuned in dialed up in January. That's how long it took me to warm up Will to the idea of this show. <laughs> also, I shared it for the first time on Facebook this week <laughs> yeah yeah i'm i'm like not i'm not good at attention <laughs> so when i say this i don't want it to come across as like i want fame i don't want that thing at all what i want is for podcast critics to be a thing you know so yeah. i can i can firmly say i pitched plenty of sources when i was first starting out um mm -hmm. I had articles that I had written that I was really proud of. They're the same articles I use to pitch now. Some changes, but some of them are the same. Um, what matters is that now that they can, now they can see the site views I'm getting. Now they can see my followers on Twitter. Now they can see the sort of response that articles are getting on Twitter. The, the sort of engagement. That's what gets people to accept my pitches. It's it's not. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is interesting. I mean, it is to a certain degree, but mostly it's about the numbers. That's that's what's important. I would not. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I can't speak on behalf of um, the Polygon team at all. I don't think that I would have been able to really get through that process if it weren't for the fact that I could show numbers. Yep. Yeah. No. And it's if totally we want like... people, if we want critics who are informed on the topic 
writing for big publications, you need to support them on social media. Like, it, it sounds tacky, and it kind of is tacky, but it's a reality of the world that we live in right now. Yep. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it's not necessarily the best person in the world, but one podcast writer critic kind of sort of person that we were talking about recently has a plug from a certain famous publication on their mm -hmm. twitter bio that they wrote in 2011 mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not even on the main website anymore <laughs> mm -mm. you gotta have those uh those bona fides sometimes like it's unfortunate right, because like everyone wants to be the person that's like i have four twitter followers Here's an in. I want to do an in-depth review of the Adventure Zone and the best places to start and whatever. That's not gonna. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna happen. And like, so I recently pitched to a publication that I, I, it's like a dream for me to write for. But more importantly, that I think would be a good fit and that I think would get the word of podcasting into more ears. And if I weren't able to put. Um, discover pods the podcast host or yeah polygon on my twitter bio and show hey i just wrote an article for polygon i don't think they listen to me at all and granted they still might not but i think that i'm substantially closer now that i have that and i have that because of twitter engagement actually Ugh. i'm gonna make i'm gonna swing for the fences here uh we're gonna tweet while we're recording Ooh, At justin mcelroy oh he's When's... not gonna look at shit we say When's that Sawbones audiobook you've been talking about coming? Who also loves Sawbones and can't wait to review it. Bam. So that's going to get zero response because I have yeah, no. 750 Twitter followers. Pew! All right. So that'll just prove my own point retroactively. Anyway, um... Yeah, I think that I think you like <laughs> I want to contribute more, but you really fucking nailed it. <laughs> I hate I hate it. <laughs> I yeah. hate it a lot. Um, but it's the reality. So this one is submitted by Alex Talander, whose uh Halloween username is adorable. <laughs> it's very cute. Alex quote scream Talander uh, <laughs> asks, "What are your feelings on promoting the monetization, the monetizing aspect of the podcast, and is it possible to overpromote?" Yes, you can yeah. overpromote. Like <laughs> so. Sarah Rhea Werner and I talked about this one time, and Ooh. she told me that there is something called the eighty twenty rule where 80 percent of the work that you put out should be the actual work that you put out 20 percent should be your monetization and how people can support you mm -hmm. anything over than that it's going to feel overwhelming and obnoxious yep so to put that in context that'd be well that would be well if you tweet 10 times a week if two of those are self-promo tweets then you've pretty much reached your max yeah yep um I will say I am okay. I, I am the kind of person where unless your ads are really, really, really bad, <laughs> Max fun. Um, I <laughs> I will listen through your ads. It's important to me. And I will also usually buy from your ads. Uh, this week I have a Stitch Fix box that's coming because of spirits. Um, I have a Casper mattress. I have a Quip toothbrush. We all know I'm that podcast bitch. Um, but... 
I I think that there is, I'm mean, like I do think that there's good ways to go about bringing in your monetization to your podcasting, which we've talked about before. But I do just think to, just to clarify something real quick. Yeah, we are talking about entirely baked in, like in the podcast, yes. not Twitter or anything like that. Right. Okay. Um. Cool. Yes, I do think that people like there are quote unquote fans who say, "Oh, I don't like your podcast anymore because there are ads." Yeah. That's a bad fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I know that creators can get really worried about this and feel like they're selling out. I feel like that too. When I made my Patreon, I panicked, and I even month to month, I still struggle with it. I still feel like I'm selling out or like I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing. Um, but I can tell you that as a podcast listener who listens to a lot of podcasts, if your fans are pissed off because you have any ads or self-promotion at all they're bad fans and you You were they were never gonna be a contributing factor to your podcast success right exactly and that's that's just the fucking truth like um the red light library my erotica review show there was a magical moment where i made a joke about something i reviewed on the show on a thread about the 50 shades of gray sequel that was coming out and i just half i just mentioned the podcast like offhand to say why i know this weird erotica thing and i ended up having to manually dm because i didn't want to post the link and seem self-promo-y i manually dm like 50 people one day (laughs) who were like mm -hmm. send me a link uh i feel like somewhere out there a lot of those 50 people are still fucking listening to the show. The yeah. people who are just randomly finding it because they search the word lesbian on Spotify. Yup. That's a thing. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're sticking around too long. Also. Yes. My, my, my stats can prove it. There are people out there who are searching the word lesbian on Spotify and just downloading whatever they can get. I mean, that's a mood. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I will I will add on to what you said. Yeah. Ads are fine. Self promo is yeah. fine. Eighty twenty rule works it's great. Fine. Just remember, if you're doing an ad swap, if you're in a network that requires you to run ads, that still counts as your twenty. Because. Um, it is kind of a fun little thing in Adventure Zone to break up the rhythm and rhyme and in Bim Bam 2 where they have the money zone where they do their own baked in ads and then they run a max fun drive or max fun max max fun drives way better. They run a maximum fun podcast ad. They all suck, mm-hmm. but they, they do suck run so it. Bad. Well, okay. Can I pet your dog? That's fine. It's not that bad. The song is these days. good. Sawbones yeah. one is also fun, uh, mainly because it's made by talented people. Uh, but have you like, heard? Okay, I don't want the new judge John Hodgman. What? Yes! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's like it's they so finally bad. got. It's they finally so got. Bad. You know, you know what that is? They finally fucking got in trouble for using that people's court music. I guarantee it. Oh, I, I will probably. bet you five American dollars that Jesse Thorne either got scared or got an NDA from People's Court. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they have this like weird funky thing. Also, it's Jesse Thorne selling Judge John Hodgman's podcast and he has like two lines in it. Yeah, I'm convinced he just couldn't get John Hodgman to do it. Yeah. Yeah, which says a lot. Uh I used to love that podcast so much. Sorry. Sucks that 
50% of the hosts are assholes about audio drama on Twitter. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, that's me being that's me being snarky. So where do you put ads in an audio drama, Will? Mm. Physically, like in the timeline, like in this is I, I've also been thinking about this because um, my backup plan is Patreon if the Indiegogo for this thing I'm trying to make doesn't come through. But I also don't want to be like, you should do both. <sighs> Gavin, let's talk. You should do both. It's I, I, I don't know. You should man. do both. It hurts. I know. I know. It I hurts know. to ask. Um, I mean, shit, as- I already <laughs> feel overburdened for being like audition for this, maybe. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, I I like the model that start. Yeah. So Star Tripper, um, they have a model where they just do it right at the front. Yep. And I think and then I think once at the end, I, I could be mistaken, but like they get out of the way up front and then it's done and it's great. Like, oh. yeah. Did you see the thing about the Apple update with chapters? No. Apple is working on or has just released, and I think Sarah Rhea Werner retweeted something about it. I haven't really looked into it yet, but the gist is Apple is allowing you to put shit into the MP3 encoding of a podcast episode to say where chapters are, a la an audiobook, Hmm. and Apple Podcasts will see those, and if you hit a button, will straight to that chapter. So Hmm. you could block out ads and instead of you know timing your ads for 30 seconds because everyone has a 30 second skip button uh time it out so that it has these markers and you can be like Doot, and there you are <laughs> you're out of it <laughs> hmm. interesting yeah that would also be great for uh releasing things like speaking of alex Delander, that big old two hour long oh yeah um, ostium Osti- season one same with uh, 2298 and 2298 yeah yeah. Right. So, um, right. so we've what been recording we for 46 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we should maybe pull one more. We got one more. Yeah. Well, we haven't done Liam's yet. And I feel like Liam's plays into our earlier question, but I feel like yeah. it's also different. <laughs> oh, the fact that Liam's question ends with also, do you both know that you're the best around ever? <laughs> He's so sweet. Uh, close. The best around ever is Will and it's a tie between Ellie and David. <laughs> and alex so true they're I'm so great so <laughs> liam's question my question is if you're starting a new show what's the best way to present it to critics like to pitch at or to pitch it sorry tiny font uh we kind of touched on like what we want from good review pitches but i feel like both you and i were talking about as someone who has a show that's like out and ready to go mm-hmm. like um the case in point red light library when i started it the the thumbnail was shit and i didn't start sharing it to anybody until after i made version 2.0 and backdated everything oh Uh, yeah uh, i i am a very dishonest person if i have the ability to quietly retroactively edit (laughs) things sorry anyway um brand new podcast I mean, there's several things you can do. One would be, this is not helpful, (laughs) is to uh, produce several episodes and then have those ready to go so that if you are pitching to a reviewer, you can give them a Dropbox link and say, here's the first two, three episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Would it be even even to just mention one a, is fine? Yeah, other bothers had two episodes. Yep. Just so you get because here's the thing: like you could have a really bad pilot, and the show's great. You know, like most mm-hmm. TVs mm-hmm. like that. Most television shows have a pilot where they don't really have their footing yet, and then things get good. Um, or it could be the opposite of like you set up some awesome shit in the pilot and yeah. like, like it's it, the more I have, the more I can get a sense of. Now, if I have fifty hours, <laughs> like if an email from Griffin McElroy showed up tomorrow, it's like, hey, I got the show called The Adventure Zone. Fucking review it, and I'd be like, okay, I've never heard this before, and I started with episode one. Oof. Adventure Zone yeah. would n- n- not be reviewed by me. Right. Well, let's let's real quick. Let's go over the individual pieces that you should have when you pitch to somebody. So, if you are a brand new show, um, you should, if possible, have a few episodes, like Gavin was saying. I think that you should also always have a press kit. Um, if it's a brand new show probably you should have a press release and for the press kit i do have an article on that i can for the press release share a template that um some podcasters have used um always include images if you have them and then include something that is relevant that you know about the critic that's important wow that's really good yeah i didn't even think of like that. Right. Like, like, um, just, just do your research a little bit. Look on, if, if you, if somebody was to look on my site, just look through, I have a whole tab for the reviews that I've done. If you're a comedy podcast, you can see that I like Mabimbam. You can see and that I don't like improv. Right. Typically. But like, I do like Hello from the Magic Tavern. Like if you can tell me any Say that you're not exactly Hello from the Magic Tavern, but you share some similar qualities. If you tell me, I see that you are a fan of Hello from the Magic Tavern, here's how my show is similar, it's not even necessarily that I'm going to say, oh, this is going to be the next Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's that I'm going to see this person knows that I like Hello from the Magic Tavern. They've done their homework. I respect them. All right. Here's the thing. We'll do this real quick because you are never going to review my show. Like... No, we I, are friends. There's no way I in hell you'll ever yeah, review my no show. Way. You can't. So in that, I can I can pitch you standard docking procedure real quick, as if we didn't know it. each other. So yeah. knowing, and I do have an unfair advantage. Knowing you, I would pitch standard docking procedure as having a it's a sitcom. So it is more okay. akin to a comedic show like the Amelia Project in or um. Where's the other one? Fuck, where's the other one? Or, uh, god damn it, I had one on my screen. Well, it's a, what, it's a sci-fi. My brain it... lives in my, po- <laughs> my pocket cast app, by the way. When I I'm know. talking about podcasts, I, I have it open so I can look at the art. Same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if, if it's a sci-fi... Forward. Yeah, if it's a dialogue forward sci-fi sitcom, you could say solutions to problems. You could say, solutions um, to pro- we yeah, fix god, space yes. junk. Yes, and um, yeah. it also is low stakes, so no bummers. 
and I can work in yeah. a little bim bam joke there. Like like that. Yeah, I can do that too. That'll it's not gonna land it, but it'll massage it a little bit. And also, here's my <laughs> tip for this is my genuine piece of advice for this. I know I said some things earlier, but if you take anything away from my side of this, everything Will said, that's fucking codified law. Like do it. <laughs> If you if there is an aspect of your show where you look at it and go, that's probably fine. Just take some time, fix it. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. if there's something that you need to explain away, maybe just work at it until you don't have that thing anymore. The now, one exception that is, to, that is to say, if you think your mic's not super good quality, that's not a problem that's yeah if you're if your content's good that it's fucking fine like you it everyone yeah. acts like you need a yeti you don't you don't but it's more like <sighs> i haven't found music that feels right yet go look for some re- more music go no one for, there's yeah. there's not a stop just watch don't highlight on. that yeah or uh, that's the other say, thing work around it yeah the one exception for me like maybe maybe say like hey as a heads up my audio quality isn't that ba- that that great but Another thing that I specifically request in my review requests is if you think, hey, my podcast doesn't get great until about right here, um, tell me that. Yeah. You know? Or, like, if you're a nonfiction and it's not serialized, you can say, hey, just start from this episode. Or, hey, here are some episodes that we really, really love. Or if you are a fiction, say, listen to this for the audio quality here are a few of the gaps to fill in, but this is indicative of where we are now. You know? Yeah. Case in point, I think we've mentioned this before, the Star Trek fan series Starship Excelsior. Uh, yeah, they, they did exactly this to me, actually. Now, for they me, did... I mean... This is a, a rare instance where they specifically made kind of a bottle episode that reintroduces everybody and all the concepts of the show so mm-hmm. that if you're just new tun- tuning in for the first time, that works so that's kind of how they when you when you go to the show's website they're like listen to this one first and then start at the beginning of season or season four if you like it jump back to the beginning that's kind of what we're talking about you don't necessarily have to make brand new content for that um another good example recent or uh, a few weeks ago uh roman mars mentioned this chinatown episode of 99% visible is one of their favorites. So in a magical world where Roman Mars feels the need to pitch to one of us, he would, <laughs> he could say, Hey, this Chinatown episode has some of the better reporting and editing mm-hmm. sound design that we've had so far. Really proud of it. And that's not saying, Oh, early 99% invisible is garbage. It's saying like, this is yeah. a particularly <laughs> good moment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gavin, should we move on to our, Oh, wait, hold on. Also, the most important thing, if you're if you're pitching yourself to the press, is find out how they want to be pitched to. Do not ever pitch to me on Twitter. Don't do it. Hey, Don't guess what? Do it. There, there are two places on my website where you can type a thing in and hit a button and it goes to me. One is clearly labeled podcast suggestions. The other one is clearly labeled if you want to pay me to do something if you use the wanna pay me to do something question mark area to submit a fucking podcast guess what i'm mad about immediately 
Yep. Because <laughs> I just got an yep. email with a, with a, uh, a header because the subject line say like, suggest a podcast or freelance me. So when I see right, the freelance me right. one, I'm like, hey. And then I read it. I'm like, fuck. Yep. Yeah, Great just, first impression. Just do some basic fucking research. Yeah. It's not hard. It's not hard. Not at all. Okay. Should we move on to our um, our recommendations this week? We should. Okay. Lovely. Um, do you want to start us off? Okay, first off, my first recommendation is not cereal. Uh, just don't <laughs> listen to cereal. Retropod from the Washington Post. Fun little popcorn mm. podcast. Daily okay. episodes. They're usually five-ish minutes long at most. It's all... Um, I'll just give you some fucking head... Uh, the me- uh, Rosie the Riveter isn't who you think she is. Uh, the photographer who helped end child labor in America. The Nazi assassin who wore braids. Like these are hmm. episode titles because each episode is about five minutes long and it's just a little, just a little bite of history, little fucking Ooh. fun fact. Now they're so. not all positive. The last one I listened to that was really really good was about Zapruder of the Zapruder film <laughs> and how that Uh-oh. changed the rest of their life. That they sh- they shot the footage of Kennedy getting shot. Uh, what whoa yeah what whoa does not end great but <laughs> it's, yeah this is fun little podcast it's that sounds good what is it called again uh fuck me i lost it retropod retropod cool also the itunes art is great it's a little r that's a building and like abraham lincoln and cleopatra and a couple of other, and amelia Earhart are like hanging out on top of it it's cute nice what do you got today will so my first recommendation is um, a comedy podcast that I've recently pr- like fallen in love with. It is a group of a few scientists who are also comedians. Um, and what they do is they have these like theoretical questions that they bring every week. Um, so for instance, they'll say like, uh, what happens if you do fight fire with fire? Or um, where is the grass the greenest? And they have to sort of puzzle out the actual answer. And then sometimes, like in, in the middle of the episode, not sometimes, um, in the middle of the episode, they will have facts on a certain topic, but only one of them is true. The others have all been submitted by the people, like by the hosts. So the hosts then have to figure out which one is the correct one. I feel like you think that this is my pun cast <laughs> and I feel like you're trying to puzzle it out. It's not my pun. I, no, I'm sitting here being like, dear God, Will, don't fuck me like this. No, it's so good. It's, I gotta say, it's that's called... become a thing on this show is where I we're know. like, here's this amazing <laughs> thing. My brother, my brother, and me pun. <laughs> like, <Nope. laughs> no, it's really good. It's called a piece of string. Cool. Um, and it is so much fun. It is as comedy as it is, like, weird trivia. They are absolutely hilarious. They have the same sort of feeling and and comedic back and forth as something like My Brother, My Brother and Me. Or even, I would say even more so, they have the sort of, um, like, friendship camaraderie, but but specific focus of My Dad Wrote a Porno. Um which is also hilarious, by the way. But, like, honestly, I prefer a piece of string. Um, it is – it's just so funny. And it's such an entertaining listen. It's kind – it's – a few weeks ago, we talked about good car listens. 
This is the perfect car listen, except their mixing can be a little bit wonky. Um, so it can be a little bit loud and a little bit quiet. Other than that, this is the ideal car listen. It's also super fun to listen to with other people because you can try to like puzzle out what the right answers are. Um, and again, that's called a piece of string. All right. I'm going to break protocol real quick. Pro tip here. Okay. Not pro tip. Not a pro. Amateur tip here. I had some <laughs> I had some issues with mastering my shit so that my podcast be loud enough, but not in just insipidly loud. <laughs> so what I did was I downloaded an episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me. And then I just ran it and figured out how loud it got at the loudest point oh. in my editing software. And then I just made a little, when you right click something and tell it to match audio, it just matches it to those settings. That's really so, smart. That's so really the rest smart. my library and tuned in down um, and everything else I make is exactly as loud as one episode of my brother, my brother. And me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's brilliant. That's a really good tip. That's, that's how you just kind of uh, jury rig it and hope it works. All right. So this yep. next podcast, this one's fun couple white uh -huh. dudes hanging out in new york uh -huh. city they're in a mm -hmm. podcast studio they got all uh -huh. the fucking money in the world i'm getting mm -hmm. mad about this pun podcast already so uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about two dudes who have a uh journalist career finding out cool stories about internet internet culture the only problem mm -hmm. is people don't really respond to the emails they send out for reviews or for interviews mm -hmm. and for uh like details on things they're trying to research so they started a podcast where they just sit there and call out people for not sending them emails and it's called reply y'all oh <laughs> kevin that was that <laughs> That's one of the worst you've done recently. Welcome to the episode of Tuned In Dialed Up where I wrote that live. Ugh. <laughs> Awful. 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 All right. So my actual suggestion is a podcast that <laughs> Lena fernandez Callas recommend. Who fucking, who, who would have guessed? Will, have <laughs> you listened to Looted yet? I have not. Tell me about it. Okay. So Looted. Hang on. Let me look up the podcast so I get some names here because pocket cast does not fucking want to tell me anything looted yep. is a podcast hosted by an actual archaeologist and it has a wonky upload schedule because they're an actual archaeologist with important shit to do in which Fair. said archaeologist takes the time to make these little it, the episodes of looted would live well on something like this american life or 99 percent invisible because they hmm. focus on the the unfortunate reality of stolen artifacts from digs because not only is this wreath this golden wreath i think that's what the first episode is specifically about it's a golden wreath from greece not only do we not know the context of that one item we don't know the context of anything else in that dig hmm. because what usually happens is when people raid tombs graves whatever they destroy whatever was around that item in the process of being like, ooh, shiny. So oh, not only right. do you never, we will never know where this artifact came from. We will never know its actual like purpose. We don't get to know the use and purpose of the things that were around it. Cause even if archeologists find that site, that site that they think is undisturbed is disturbed. 
So looted kind of mm. tells the story about how some things end up in the private art market and how that can go for years. You find out why certain objects have really vague plaques in museums. Spoiler, it's museums not wanting to admit they know it's stolen. Uh, <laughs> so you will oh, learn geez. a lot about archaeology, about how um, there's a lot of people who just don't give a flying fuck about learning about ancient societies and cultures and they just want to sell some shit uh mm-hmm. you also learn some of the wacky ways they used to okay this wreath was probably smuggled out of greece in a watermelon because <laughs> it's really so easy to hollow out fuck? fruit and then put it in a bunch oh, yeah, of other okay. fruit and they're not going to check every watermelon <laughs> oh so weird yeah looted really good podcast it's on basically every podcatcher i can find there are only four episodes but they're amazing nice nice so my next recommendation um gavin did you ever watch or read howl's moving castle i watched the first three quarters of it gavin i got to the point where uh titular howl is like injured and the and billy crystal the fire is being shitty oh no yeah i didn't okay Okay, i will say i did not choose to not finish it i had to leave the place that was playing the movie oh you should watch the rest of it okay it was really good i will say it like it fucking falls apart like real bad the the book is like one of my favorite books ever written i absolutely love it i also really 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 love the movie um even though it's like kind of a garbage fire plot wise. Um, <laughs> so you know how this doesn't really come across in the movie, but um, do you know that the main character, Sophie, the reason that she gets in trouble with the witch is because she is also a witch and she doesn't know it. Yeah. Did that come, So like she, and specifically her power for people who haven't seen or read it. Um, her power is she makes these hats. It's her family business. And, as she makes them, as she's sewing, she talks to them um, and they kind of have those qualities. So, like, for instance, one of them, she's like, oh, you're just so beautiful. You're so young. This is such a springy hat. It's so gorgeous. And then it, like, changes the person who buys it and, you know, it makes them a little bit more beautiful and a little bit more youthful looking. Um and that's why the Witch of the Waste gets pissed off at her and puts a curse on her that makes her very, very old. So take that concept and put it with something like Albus Salix, where it's like a kind of like a workplace comedy and it's really over the top. <laughs> so this podcast focuses on somebody like Sophie Hatter, um, but she's awful at what she does. And every garment that she makes just comes out horribly. And she's actually, um, she embraces her witchly power. She's part of a coven, but because her clothes are so bad, she gets kicked out and it's called Kalila Stormfire's Extra Comical Fabric Services. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just want to highlight, I I made a comment about you pitching really good podcasts that are puns. I know! But... I will, but I will say, since this one was fictional and a yarn in of itself, I think is excluded from that. It's That's mean good. if it's a science. If, if you roll up to me with a cool science podcast and be like, Haha, it was actually um, a bam bam pun again. Haha. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done another after my Gouda, my Gouda and Brie. How could one top it's that? It's perfect. But yeah. That was a real, that was a real I should good. say. This one comes from uh, Lee Davis Thalborn, who is another half of Love and Luck podcast. So 
check out Love and Luck. But my actual recommendation um, is uh, going to be way darker than that. No, no. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a pretty popular one, but the more I think about it, the more I fall in love with it, which is, I think, ironic um, because I'm going to recommend The Shadows. Uh, Gavin, do you know about The Shadows? I have heard the name. Okay. From you and other reviewers in a way that makes me think, ah, shit. Oh, is this the, um, oh, never mind. Nope. Never mind. I was thinking about <laughs> The Shadow. Uh, do continue. Okay. So The Shadows is an audio fiction put out by CBC, which is like Canadian NPR. Um, go Canada. And Caitlin, huh? I just said, go Canada. <laughs> Yeah, go Canada. Um, and Caitlin Prest. Caitlin Prest, listeners might know from uh, The Heart, which is a Peabody Award winner, I believe, at least nominee. Um, the Shadows is about a woman who is a fictionalized version of Caitlin Prest. Her name in the show is Caitlin Prest. Um, and it is semi-autobiographical. I don't know Caitlin Prest. I would never uh, p- assume what parts are autobiographical. So I'm just going to act like it's purely fictional. Um, it is about a woman named Caitlin Prest. She lives in Canada. She moves to a big city. And all she wants is this storybook romance. But she is absolutely not... I don't, I don't even like that phrasing of it. It's not that she's not built for it. It's that that isn't a real thing. Um, which as somebody who's been married for a long time and has been in a long-time relationship for a long time, I can confirm that's not a real thing. That's not a healthy relationship. But The Shadows is an inquiry into how we discuss love and how destructive that is. Um, It basically takes a lot of trappings from romantic comedies or from romantic dramas and massively subverts them. And it's this incredibly intimate, incredibly painful, at times very funny and at times very, very sweet podcast. It's it's a six episode six, eight. Hold on. Again, I got to open right here. Six. Yep. Yeah. It's a six episode miniseries that is... um, hard to listen to one because it is emotionally devastating two because it i will say is graphic yeah like is 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 very graphic um but it's done very very beautifully and it left me feeling it left me with a lot of questions that i thought were really interesting um and that i think that we need to ask ourselves more so that is the shadows um it is not a fun listen I mean, it is in that it's like really, really, really well made, beautifully made, it's and a very good entertaining. Listen. It's a good, it is a fucking good listen. And I mean that in several different ways of all of those words. And you have three years to listen to it, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Canada's weird. <laughs> I'm looking at the CBC's Canada's website weird. post of this. Download episodes from this podcast for three years. Yep. So, you know, get on that in three years. Self destructing podcast. Yep. All right. I think <sighs> that'll do it for this mega long episode of Tuned In Dialed Up. Whoops. This is what happens <laughs> when we don't have structure. We actually fucked that. We had structure and we still fucked it it's up. It's true. Yeah. Uh, also, special shout we'll out to Wow Cable. Telecoms can suck my dick. Uh, we had to yep. re record this episode because of my yep. internet company. Yep. Cool. Cool. 
Thank you to everyone who submitted questions for the show. Thank you to everyone who supports yes, the show you. online. Yes. And speaking of that, Will, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at, at WillWWrites. That's W-I-L-W underscore rights. You can find me on my website. That's WillWilliams.reviews. You can find me on Discover Pods, on the podcast host, and recently on Polygon. Um, just one, hopefully more soon. Gavin, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at The Pod Report, T H E P O D R E P O R. I almost said I T R E P O R T. I started thinking about uh, how the McElroys sometimes stall on plugs, and that made me stall. <laughs> uh, good job, Gavin. Uh, the Pod Report on Twitter, and my website is thepodreport.wordpress.com, and everything else I make is linked from there. I have just started a new show that is monthly, and there's only one episode of, so check out my <laughs> Patreon if you want to check that out, which is linked somewhere on one of those two things. Uh yeah, I think that'll do it. Where can oh, and if you want to find show, TuneIn Dialed Up, you can yep. go to dialeduppodcast.com or dialeduppodcast.wordpress.com and our Twitter is at tunedindialedup. Hooray. Hooray. Oh. <laughs> and that's where I hit that. You know what? Fuck it. We're not saying bye. I'm going to cut it on that sigh. <laughs> it could just be her ending. <laughs> 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 <laughs>